Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Cool Down. Yeah. Gentlemen, gentlemen are getting better. I see no sell-all, but you, you, you're doing the things, gentlemen. You're learning from the best. Yes. We. His memory lives on. I mean, we all we all know why Sello's not here tonight. We all we all know why. Wonga, you want to elaborate why? Yeah. Well. His, his team is not doing is not doing anything. That's why. <laughs> so look, look we only Beish, you go. Well, we only deal in facts, and the facts are these: Man United <laughs> did not pitch up for their game, and similarly, Cello <laughs> has not pitched up today. These are the facts. Aspersions and infer- inferences must be made by those watching. You know. Yeah, and let's 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 another fact. Let's add another fact to that. Both of them, both him and his side, are hanging from the weekend. So I think <laughs> it adds. It adds to that. It could be that too. It could be that. Goodness me! Right, if you're joining us for the first time, we are Go Launch TV. This is the cool down, and in the top right hand corner, we've got Wonga, the Dinganator, aka our Arsenal representative. He also has a little academy, and I say little because it deals with not that it's a small thing by any measure, but it deals with triple zero, double zero. <laughs> And single zeros, if, if you know, if you've got kids, you know what that means. Matt knows what that means. And obviously, after the play, he's got his academy base in Victoria. Then in the bottom, in the bottom, we got our Spurs representative. He has been an MIA this year, but this is his second appearance. And he is looking sharp. And he is also our corporate man. So, Matt, you want to say hi? Wonga, you want to say hi? Hello, everyone. <laughs> Excited for the day. It's been a good weekend for Spurs fans. Surprisingly good. Better than we could have hoped, in fact. So, I'm very pleased to be here. <laughs> How's it, guys? You know what I mean? Arsenal top four? That's all that matters right now. <laughs> That's yeah. all that matters right now. Top four is looking good. Top four is looking good. Right, we're going to jump straight into it today because we're going to do something different. We're going to hit you with hard facts and uh, we're going to start with the first game, Burnley versus Chelsea. We do know on the weekend there was discussion that Chelsea were the improved version of a Burnley and how they set up, but they went to Burnley and they absolutely smashed them. Matt, I don't know if you want to comment on this. Did you manage to watch the game? Do you want to say anything here? I did. So I thought Burnley had a really good first half. I thought they really they 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 were breaking. They they were staying very solid. They were playing really, you know, as we know Burnley do. They they're very hard to break down. And Chelsea were kind of struggling. They were struggling to string together passes. They looked a bit off the pace in the first half, and they went in half time at nil nil. And I kind of thought, oh, Chelsea Burnley could pull something off here because the the longer they hold nil nil, the better chance of their snatching a one nil at the end or something like that. Um, obviously, second half completely changed it. Chelsea came out. Um, I think Chelsea are one of those sides. They've got quality. They, they only need a moment to make it happen. And then once they taste blood, they go for it. So full credit to Chelsea. They did pull it off. They, they're going to have Chelsea now, obviously, with everything that's going on with Roman Abramovich, everything they do is seen through that lens. And I think every time they have a, they're going to have a wobble, there's going to be questions about, is there stuff going on behind the scenes that's making it hard mm. for the players? So I think they needed this result. I think they needed to show that they're still a serious football club and the guys on the field know what they're doing. Um, and, and I think that's going to be, it, it, they are still going to have a lot to say about where the, the championship ends up and, and what goes on in a few competitions for the rest of the year. So, They've they're they're a, they're a side to watch, and they they showed it again against Burnley. And that's well said there. I mean, they did have their 90 million pound man sitting on the bench yet again. He's opted for Kai Havertz, Mason Mount. Mm. Oh, no, was it Mason Mount or it was Christian Pulisic and Mason Chris Mount? I think sure. the front three. Yeah, so he's opted for those three again up front. Obviously, getting a lot of sort of joy from Reese James, the right back. Yeah, I know the comparison between him and yeah. Trent. But Wonga Denga, do you think they're better off without Lukaku? Do you think his his time has come at Chelsea yet again? It's it's time. 
Uh, look, uh, I think that guy shot himself in the foot. I mean, with all those comments he made before the last time. Um, the only thing he can do is is now try and prove it because now he's he's it's he, he's made him he's made his situation worse now because I mean I think everyone was more relaxed. Yes, we we're expecting. Um, we said in the beginning we we're expecting a lot of goals from Lukaku, more than twenty. But I think if he didn't pass those comments, I think people would have been more relaxed about him. You know, if he didn't get there, we wouldn't you know chill us go to next season. But now he said those comments, and I think people are going to be on this guy's tail. You know, I mean, if he's not going to score more than twenty, they're going to be like. What are you doing? You know, obviously he's going to be like, ah, oh, look, he doesn't, he really doesn't want to be here. He's not even putting in a shift for us. Um, and this weekend against Burnley, a, a match where you think a Lukaku would have made a difference, to be honest with you. Um, they went and they cleaned, they cleaned out without him. And I mean, you could have big ups to reach James. That first goal was, uh, it was brilliant. Well, it's, uh, I don't know how you... the whole Burnley defense moved like a snake the way in which he dummied them. They let you just follow yeah. them in a row. And the people <laughs> was like, what's going on here? Look like, um, yeah. what is space invaders? You know, when the ball goes like this, it's like, do, 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 do. That was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Move them left, move them right, put in. I don't know how you want to compare him and Trent, but, um, no, no, I, yeah, I think, the reason uh, I want to compare him is because I think Selo's come onto the show, and also Selo, we all know why you're not here. We all, it's already been sent. You might have to go <laughs> back hiding. and revert. Yeah, he's hiding. <laughs> hiding this. Um, but yes, yeah, and also Selo, because you're watching, you might as well like this and share this with other people. But yeah, going back to the comparison, I know they like to compare James to a Trent. But Matt, when you're looking at the comparison, what are the differences you see in these two players? So I think that there are a lot of similarities. People talk about people have always talked about Trent's defensive frailties and how he doesn't always he he can be caught when he's forced to do the 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 fullback kind of work. Um, and I think similarly, Reese James had a period where, although I would, I think on balance you'd probably trust Reese James more as a defensive fullback than than Trent. Um, though in truth, neither of them have that as their primary strength. I think they're both more effective going forward. And again, it's it's kind of about down to the systems that they play. And you got to. What was interesting with this one is, with Lukaku not being there, the role that James played was slightly different because the players, the front three that were playing, much prefer having the ball at, to the feet rather than in the air. So there wasn't a lot of pressure on James to put in these big long crosses, which is what Trent mm-hmm. often brings. He puts in those yeah. pinpoint crosses from from up and down the wing. And it was interesting to see James being able to do that something different, where he doesn't just pop in across and disrupt defences. He was actually being quite clever. He's getting in behind the lines and pulling defenders out of position and then putting ball to feet and freeing up players in in dangerous positions. So, look, they're both massively quality right backs. I don't think anyone's going to. No one would be upset at having them in their side. But it does show that they have different strengths, and they also both have. They do both have a very keen attacking sense when they're going forward. They both know how to how to kind. Of, they have in their different ways. They can both unlock a defense. But I think you might have seen Trent struggle more against Burnley on on the weekend because of how solid they are being with their lines. He does need a bit more space to do what he's doing yeah. because of that solidity. You might have found Trent struggle, but again, he's a very intelligent player, so he probably would have found something to do as well. But uh, yeah, look, both massively, and I think it's it's Southgate's big dilemma is uh, of the you know five or six really quality right backs that England have. Who should he put on a field at any one time? He normally tries to find. Well, a we, way know, to shoot we know we know who Nick them. who Nick wants to throw in there. We know. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's yeah. the trivia when he split. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's it's a good problem for England to have, and it's fantastic to have these youngsters coming through. And it's really nice to see Reese James getting a solid run in the team because I think he deserves it. He's proven that he's got quality. So 
you know, not yeah. that you know, I'm not a massive fan of Chelsea, obviously, as you know, but I think they, they do have some quality youngsters in there who have proven their worth and deserve a, a run in the side. It's nice to see Tuchel um, putting a lot of faith in youth as well. You know, there would have been a yeah. tendency, a lot of managers would have just kept playing Lukaku week in, week out because of the money spent, because of the pressure, because of the size of the character. So it's good that he's been able to kind of lay it down and say, this is how we're going to play. We're going to follow my system and it's working. It's, it's you know, proofs in the pudding. Yeah. And before we move on to that, Wonga Dinga, he's, he's just touched on the Lukaku fact yet again and the fact that he hasn't opted for this huge money signing. He's giving a player like Kai, Kai Havertz this sort of opportunity to lead the line for Chelsea. What is the difference between the two players, Wonga? Ah, look, I think it's, it's obvious. I think Lukaku is a player... In the Italian league, it did show that, yeah, he could run off the ball. Um, but I think with Lukaku, he's, he's, he's very physical in his game. Um, Kaiva is not that physical. Going to look for space, um, dribbling past players. I think that's, that's, that's the main difference with the two. I think even Kaiva is not really a, he's not really an out and out striker like Lukaku would be. Um, I think that's, that's a huge difference. Um, and yet the, so he the managers opting for him. Why, Wonga? Why? To be honest, I, I don't know. I don't know. I would have played um, the, the player that Lukaku is. I would have played. Uh, I would have played Lukaku. To be honest with you, um, instead of a Kai Havertz. But I, I mean, look at looking at the first off. Um, I would have said the same thing. Like, look, they're missing something. I mean, Burnley looked like they were gonna pinch something in there. And then second half, everything changed. I mean, Rudiger, I think so had I, three shots from outside of the box, and that also tells you something. It tells you one how deep Burnley was sitting. And secondly, if you're allowing Rudiger to, or Rudiger having to make the decision to take shots. You are running out of ideas, so that's that's an interesting point there. And maybe maybe he's maybe he's gone that way to maybe say, look, I mean, Burnley are going to expect me to play a Lukaku, try and make it a physical game, but instead it it wasn't like that, you know. Yes, Kai Havertz scores a goal, but it's a cross coming in. I mean, all these things are coming off crosses. Most of the stuff were coming actually, yeah, from the wing. Uh, Reese James crossing, Reese James uh, dribbles the defenders, puts it bottom corner again. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it was maybe just to. <laughs> and an unexpected um, thing for Burnley. And remember, if if if, if Chelsea lose that game, um, Arsenal's close on their tail. Eh? We, we, I think they're on fifty three. We're on forty eight. So if they lose that game uh, or even draw, I mean that's a gap yeah. closed. So the, the, the top three is not is not is not. Uh, so is not, no, uh, I, so I hear not, you. I hear you, Wonga. He's, he's not playing mm. Lukaku up there because the top three is up for grabs. That's why. I, I can see that there. But Matt, you, you had a burning. It was burning on your mind. What do you think the well, difference is? I, I know think... Pums, Pums has come out saying a clever striker like a Havertz. And let's remember that, that Havertz th- isn't actually a striker. Yeah, He's an intelligent player. Yes. I think Selo um, uh, also says it in the chat. Not that, you know, I think Lukaku is quite a, quite a smart player too. But I think also what, what for me the big difference is the speed that the ball moves. When, when Havertz is there compared to Lukaku. Lukaku does tend to slow down play because he's that big, you know, he yes. holds up the ball. And then the side yeah. of, against someone like Burnley, who are very strong defensively, if you give them that time, they'll, they'll bring another man behind and then suddenly they've drowned out mm-hmm. the space and smothered the chance. With Havertz mm-hmm. there and that, the front three they're playing, the ball moves quickly, foot to foot, and, and, you know, the players are running off of each other. And it means that the, the Burnley defence has to be on it the whole time. You can't afford to switch off for a single second. Otherwise, the chance gets created and they score. And I think that, prob- that might have been part of the thinking. You know, we also never know what's going on behind the scenes. As well. the fact that Lukaku has said some stuff in the past, there could be a slight dissatisfaction. There could be a case of just showing him who's boss as well. Um, but it, it it worked. I think that the speed with which the the attacking th- the ball was moving around the attacking third and and Pums is dead right. When you've got that much possession, you do need someone smart to make it work. Because especially against a side like Burnley, they'll let you have the ball all day, but they'll put ten players behind the ball, and you've got to really have something hmm. smart to unlock that thing, make a gap, 
and create the goal. So yeah. it's probably something to do with that. I agree with that. And I also think that how the one player, for example, has such an impact on the other two. For when, when you got Kai Havertz, Celo's going to love this, but Kai Havertz reminds me of an improved version of a Firmino, a quicker version, a smarter version. Maybe you could technically, I mean, Firmino's still a great player, but the way in which he he sits and he takes up the pockets of space, creates the space for mm. other players like a Pulisic and a Massive Mountain. The three of them are so dynamic. It is tough, and that's where you get your movement. So the difference when in comparison to a Trent and a Liverpool, the ball will go out to a Liverpool and a Trent will pick up deep and try and whip in the ball. Whereas now all of a sudden, Reese James is finding space where he's making runs directly into the box and picking the ball up as opposed to having picking the ball up from deep where you've got you know, three static players up front. And that's the difference when yeah. you've got a player like Kai Havertz versus Lukaku. Gentlemen, final thoughts on the Chelsea thing moving forward in terms of what else are you expecting them to do despite them trying to, the, the club up for sale, despite the fact that, you know, their season seems to be up in the air. I know third spot is somewhat of a given. Wonga disagrees with that, but... Well, I, <laughs> I, think I think they'll see themselves, hey, they'll see themselves still ground. challenging for the championship. I still think they'll, they'll see themselves in there with a shot. They're not too far off the pace of, of Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, obviously, the off-the-field stuff is going to potentially derail certain things. I think they're going to have to... Tuchel's going to have to play it very smartly with the squad in terms of how they put, get their head down and, and try to ignore the... The, the all of that the politics of it all and it is going to be very emotive I'm sure it's still going to get uglier before before it's over um but they're still aside with massively talented players and they've got a, they're in they're in they're in with a shot with more than for, for more than one competition so I think they'll they'll expect themselves to still do something this season I think they'll still be expecting silverware I think they'll be very disappointed if they don't come away with something this season regardless of what's going on off the field in fact, that might even motivate them more. They might want to say, you know, for the, the last season of Abramovich's reign, we should at least give him some sort of cup to take with him, even though he won't yep. be allowed to because of, you know, sanctions yeah, and stuff. But sanctions. he can take a photo. Yeah, definitely. Rock <laughs> up onto the pitch. Wanga Dega? No, I've got nothing to say. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm, I hope that they do draw points. But um, the only problem with that is that I know Arsenal definitely lose to a Man City. And they definitely lose to uh, Liverpool. So... There we go. But maybe, I like maybe drop statement. some points. Yeah, this to, is why you to, come onto the show. This is why we allow you onto the show here. <laughs> Man, that's sobering realism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. Newcastle, Brighton. Wanga, you ended off on the last one. You might as well kick off on this one because you said Newcastle were going to clean up largely the, the catalyst for you was St. James's Park being revived. And yes. they kicked off that game within the first minute. It looked like they were going to score. And I think it was 14 minutes gone. They were 2-0 up. In your opinion, yeah. yeah, do you think that's the huge factor here? Yeah? Newcastle are looking like a brand new side, like a force that many other sides can't keep up with if the fans are behind the club. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, look, look, look at the... Spaces, like, hey? Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, look, it, it's, only, it's not going to last forever, you know. Uh, at some point, you know, I mean, it, if someone's going to break it, but I think it'll, it'll, it's going to... It's going to get them a long way, to be honest with you. Um, this game, different to the other games they've won, um, they've had a significantly less position. They had 38% ball position in this game. And they still managed to, 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 to finish the game with uh, two goals. And, and remember, they've scored goals. They scored the two goals early in the match. Uh, and we know that's not a, it's not always a, a nice thing to do, score goal early in the match because teams, teams can, uh, obviously got a lot of time to come back, but they've managed to, uh, to keep it not 100% clean, but they've managed to keep it tight enough for them to, to, to get past the line again, you know, not, not just, uh, for this match, but they've done it again. 
um, I'm just curious um, who who did uh, listen to me and uh, and put that bet down for for more than two goals in the game. I'm just curious because I did tell people to put it down uh, last week. <laughs> I think people are doubting that they're going to score two goals. Up to Denga, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. They did it in four minutes, and again the odds looked at it were definitely over one to one. Um, but yeah, that was that was very interesting to, uh, to see from uh, from Newcastle. And I think again, next whoever comes there to St James again, I think if they play away, it will be a bit difficult. But if people come to St James, it, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to. I mean, Brighton are not an easy team to beat. And yeah, I know they're on a bad run of four, but yo, um, Newcastle are doing well um, now to climb the table. I mean, I think they're trying to replicate what Arsenal's doing, what Arsenal did. Oh. Sorry. Did. Oh, okay. All right. So top four pending. Oh, they're going to replace Wonga and Arsenal up top. That's what he's saying. No, no, no. Remember, the bet is out. The bet is out in the GL. In the goal lounge community, the bet's there. If Newcastle finish above Aston Villa, Nevada has to buy Nick, I think, a case of beers. Matthew, what's your hot take? Also, don't forget to add drop comments in the section. We know you're watching us and uh, be part of the conversation. That's all point as to why we do this live. Matt. Yeah, so look, I, I, I partly agree with what Wonga's saying. I think... Newcastle started really strongly. First half, Brighton couldn't lay a hand on them. But they were kind of hanging on towards the end. The, the Brighton's goal kind of shook them. They ended up sitting behind the ball. And, they, you know, if you watch, I watched most of the game on and off. I was busy at the time, but I was watching the game as I was between tasks. And he was... The, the, so what were these were, tasks, man? <laughs> well, I mean, if you must know, I'm a very busy man. I'm a very busy man. But I was actually cooking. Um, if, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, you know, I have to look away so that I don't cut my own fingers off. It's, it's a complicated it's central, yeah, it's <laughs> Um But the towards the end, and I watched sort of the last 15 minutes solid, Brighton looked the better side. I really thought they were going to snatch it. I thought they were going to come away with the draw. And... It was almost as though Newcastle, they've still got, they've got the talent. The fitness is still not quite there. I don't think Steve Bruce had them running as, you know, absolute fitness machines. And I don't think that's been turned around yet. Um, I think also there's a slight lack of confidence. You can't go also, that do you not, years. Sorry, Matt. Do you also think they've got to like wean them off their diet? Because, you know, they could get... I'm sure it was so, a lot of bacon sandwiches. Not, and Exactly. And, yeah. You know. But he needs to respond to that. Just, it needs to respond you know, to half-time that. Half-time pints and that. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and With I can speak to that. Thing. If you do that diet for too long, you, you cannot play professional football. Um, I'll attest to that myself. <laughs> the, but um, what I will say, though, it was it is interesting to see how Newcastle have set up slightly differently. So Joe Linton's playing a slightly deeper role. He's being more of a creative force than a, than a goal scorer. And it seems to suit him better. He looks more influential. You know, we, he was a you know, poor old him. He became kind of symbolic of Steve Bruce's reign. Um, as an ineffectual striker. But the, the work he was doing in the Brighton game, where he was getting behind and like, into that pocket space and creating movement and bringing other players into the game, I thought that was a really interesting side of his game that I hadn't seen. I haven't watched too much of Newcastle this season. I thought that was something for him that I think, I assume is something Eddie Howe's seen and he started to work on different ways to kind of play the side. And I thought they are a side that looks a lot better than they did. There's no debating that, that's for sure. And the results show it. But I do think they've got a way to go before you'll seriously start saying this is a side that's ready for the next big thing. Because they, once they conceded that goal, they did look very frail. They looked very scared. They they mm. they allowed a lot more space. They were getting behind the ball. Brighton were pushing further and further forward. And and in the end, I think they were very pleased to hear the final whistle. I don't think it was a comfortable victory by any sense. I think by the end of it, they were probably um, quite pleased to be able to go back down the tunnel. Um, but yeah, definitely good news for Newcastle. I think um, you know the 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 guys who were in the comments asking begging for them to get relegated. I think we're, we're probably not going to see that happen Pons. anymore. 
Call it out. Yeah. It's Pums. Yeah, Pums, Pums you were the, you're, 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 I hope you didn't bet too much money on it because it's probably not going to come <laughs> off now. Um, but the, <laughs> they, that said, I don't think, and it's been shown in the past, it's not easy to just turn around and, and challenge even for, for top seven, never mind top four. So I think they've got, yep. they do have a long way to go. And yeah, I think, others, um, look, oh, go ahead, Wonga, yeah. But yeah, I think looking at Newcastle, I think, that, I mean, if you look at, I mean, they've got last time when they had Wilson, when Wilson wasn't there, even Nick was doubting, just one player. Um, and now Wilson has been playing for, for quite a bit and they've managed to score in every single game. I think more than two goals now, uh, for quite, for quite a few games running. And, and I mean, they also haven't got Trippier, who's, I mean, also been instrumental mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the wins in the, when they started winning. He went out and they still managed to continue their form. You know, saying Maximum also never played in a game, still managed to continue their form. He also never played the full game this this time as well. But you see, this this is what they, they're not even relying on a couple of players. It's 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 really a team. And I understand what what Matt is saying at the end. Yes, they did look a bit shaky, but uh, for me again, it's, they 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 actually took the took the three points. And I think that that's why I say Newcastle. Is, is is looking better. But I think the next few games, I mean I've just looked now that they have oh it's um I think there'll be a true test. They're away and they're playing Chelsea, they play Tottenham, they play Southampton, uh Condre Moose, the other one was as well. But that'll be that'll be a true test to, uh I mean they form they're gonna four games away. It's a whole month uh playing on the other side. So yeah. That's we'll another point, but I just want to go back to the whole crowd thing. That you, you touch on team unity, but it's funny how the club feels united now. And I also wonder when I yeah. see those, those, those two goals going in early, I think your clubs, they've gotten their success. Obviously, they've played a couple of home games, but the clubs are now coming to, to St. James's and they're not quite expecting this. They, they're knowing the Newcastle yeah. hold under Steve Bruce when there's been a lot of turmoil, when there's, you can feel the friction in the crowd. Now, suddenly, they're getting smacked in the face with this loud, this raucous yeah. sort of support. And I think that's that's hugely beneficial for Newcastle. So, yeah, them hanging on towards the end is obviously where the quality is rising to the crop and the diet's affecting them their match. But I think in long term, I think currently, if they kick on for this end of the season, and I know you guys are saying it's possible short term, but if they sign one or two other players come in the, the next window and they survive this, then you can only imagine how much more support they're going to be getting and what, yeah. what these clubs are going to be feeling. Yeah, so, yes, ridiculous. they're going to be playing big sides. They're going to be playing big sides. But what are these big sides going to be greeted with when they come there? They're going to get a bit of a shock to the system. And that's going to be an interesting sort of role to play in terms of the games coming or moving on. Uh, quick one, though, Matt. Liverpool, West Ham. Here, uh... Liverpool obviously had a pile on the pressure, Man City. They played the game to catch up. Man City were going to play the derby. This was to close the gap, which they did to three points. Mm. Um, what is your overall take here in this, this particular game? I was interested by this one because I think West Ham, you don't, at the moment, they're in sort of a weird patch. The, the West Ham's form has been a bit up and down the last couple of weeks. They haven't quite been themselves. You know, when you think back to the beginning of the season where they were kind of very swashbuckling, very kind of confident. They were getting some really decent results. And at the moment, that's kind of gone off the boil a little bit. But you knew they were up for it. They, they were really up for this Liverpool game. I think they've they've probably been kicking themselves that they have fallen slightly behind in that race for top four, where for a while they looked pretty good. Um, and they probably thought this was a game to really maybe ignite that. Um, and it kind of showed Liverpool also didn't quite find as much space as you would expect them to at home. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they had to grind out the result. I think, you know, the marker champions, they, they were able to, to find a way to win despite things not necessarily going their way. A hundred percent. I do. I think, this is also the kind of game that Liverpool, it was important for Liverpool too, because we've seen 
last season in particular and, and a little bit this season where there's been times where Liverpool have just slightly dropped their standards a bit and not quite played up to where they could. Um, and I think they, they, they found that extra gear here and they were... They, and, and, and I think like we spoke about last week where the League Cup win could have done two things. It could have ignited them or given them a, a bit of complacency. And I think this showed that it kind of reminded them what they can do when they knuckle down and when they achieve. And I think it, we could look back at, on this as being a really important result for both sides. It could be the thing that really kind of knocks the wind out the sails of West Ham and, and potentially ignites a big end of season push for Liverpool. So a very interesting result. Yeah, I, I thought, I mean, watching the game, I thought, yeah, Liverpool obviously, uh, I mean, they did well to get the goal. Uh, but I think West Ham also, they 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 did enough to actually I mean get a draw even win the game. Um, they the the opportunities they missed were, were incredible. And I think maybe I'm not I'm not too sure. I think maybe it goes down to how really West Ham were for that game. Uh, I think the strikers when they because when they got to the the goals it looked like almost as if. You know, it's too much. That they just had to, you know, make sure. You know, they took took too much time instead of just trying to put the ball in the back of the net. There was too much thought going into um, the finishing there when I saw it with them. I think I don't know who had are that you, first one. Are you one commenting on all the, finishing, or are you just commenting on Lanzini's miss in particular? <laughs> Lanzini's miss. You remember Lanzini's miss? Lanzini's yeah. one, and then the first one where they where he chipped the keeper as well. We could have, I think, even banged yeah. it down the side. To be honest with you, but um, you got too either. Yeah, yeah, and uh, for me, that's that's enough mm. to win the game. Those are when I when I say that, Claudio, those those are two big opportunities. It's not like uh, Mane's one. Mane has to get around the defender quickly and pop it in. Not everyone's going to be scoring Mane's goal, you know. Uh, but the, the opportunities that uh, West Ham got were good enough. If, let's say they score one of them, it's good enough to get away with the points. To be honest with you, I think definitely they should have scored one of them. Uh, the team that West Ham is, but obviously you can see something's wrong there. And again, Liverpool, obviously they're the ones who scored the goal. Um, and yeah, I think they also put on a lot of pressure on this uh, on West Ham's side. So yeah, they didn't have to win it, and they keep the title race going. Yeah, I mean, from my side, in terms of the Liverpool perspective, look, they did start the game without Declan Rice, West Ham, so that's already a huge blow for them, and they they put up a hell of a fight. So to keep it within the game, I mean, they did eventually. You could feel the tension within the the stands going. Oh, are they going to get this result across the line? And they did. But I suppose what is interesting for me was. And what I've liked seeing in the last couple of games is with Firmino being out and Jota suddenly, you know, getting also getting an injury, but now being being put on the bench because they're starting a Luis Dij, Mane playing down the middle almost looks like a brand new player. Now all of a sudden, instead of having this sort of technical player who comes short to collect creating space and behind for your wide players, you've got three players who have so much pace that are directly running in behind. And now you've got three options instead of the two that you had, which for me is fascinating. Also, the link-up play between Mane and Luis Dias, the chemistry is on point on that side. I mean, Salah had a bit of an off day. He gets taken off. But then he gets taken off and he gets replaced with Jota. And Jota then hits the ground running with the other two. And the chemistry, like for me, that's that's the crazy thing is the like-for-like up front there, where all of a sudden we're looking dangerous regardless of who's playing. And that's that's going to bode yeah. well with the games coming forward. And now what? It's It's seven victories in a row. For Liverpool, so that's very big. That's very key, and obviously key to the title push, which is great. I think it's 13 games unbeaten, and tonight they walk into the Champions League tie against Inter Milan, having a full squad, fully fit squad. Matip missed the game on Sunday because he was um, he was ill, and obviously Konate stepped up again, did the job. 
Then we got Thiago, he was missing. Firmino is missing. And tonight it's a full squad. So again, it's keeping that momentum going and you know winning in these games. And what does this this Champions League victory tonight, if they get it across the line, mean for the club moving forward in the Champions League? I think the questions are going to be more around the Man City uh, the, the Man City game against Man United and what that means for the Premier League. But yeah, that's that's the Liverpool the Liverpool take right now. But Wonga Denga, in terms of your day, to, your, your your time to to shine in the sun there. Well, the sun shines on Arsenal. I don't know how however you want to phrase it, but Watford two, Arsenal three. You keep commenting on the youngest player. What? Yeah, one of the youngest squads in the Premier League, and it's the, the young players that keep squad. showing up. Yeah, and they keep showing the up for squad. Arsenal. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's good. Um, and, and the nice thing, at least we know that there's no with these young players. I think they they've really bought into what the club wants. So I think they're going to be there for. I mean, if things stay the same in terms of management um, and above, I think those players will will stay. Um, and look, yeah, again, I think it is a good performance for us to get... Um, uh, uh, I mean, all the goals, were, I think, were very good goals. Good finish by Saka, good one by Martinelli. Um, and then when we were 3-1 up, ah, yo, uh, it was... What is it, the second half, that's when I saw it. it I think... <laughs> We would, I don't know. We're trying these things. Uh, yes, I understand. Ateta, you know, he's trying. They were trying to play similar to Man City. You know, start deep, um, and then and start playing from the back. But you know, I look, I look at Man City playing it. You can see they practice this thing. You know, and they've got a. a and obviously, if it's not on, it's not on. But I'm looking at Arsenal. They tried it, and every time they tried it, we're getting ourselves into trouble. Uh, Watford were just waiting for us to go back, put it, uh, start the ball back, and they were on us. There was a time, I think, twice um, uh, where um, uh, Rams, Ramsdale, he, I don't know what he was doing, uh, it, it, but he, he cocked up, basically. That's what happened. He cocked up and he's trying to run back into his box um, and he did it again for the second time and then you're thinking, yo, guys, come on now. Why, why, are, we, why, why are we making this difficult for ourselves, you know? Um but I think I think um, I think we did again. We did well to 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 get the result. Shaka again makes an error. Uh, look, I, look, I, I've, I've said it, look, look, Shaka, look, Shaka, error. Yeah, if you say greatest look, <laughs> look, other games, other games, he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't done it, you know, but. Sure, uh, it's too many times. It's too many times. Um, every time he's. he's a mistake is 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 there within him, and for me, okay, maybe maybe for the team that we have now, it's okay because we're not challenging for much anything. We're just trying to get into top four. Uh, but I think going forward, I think Shaka is a player that I, I, you have to phase out, fade out, get someone else. There's too many mistakes there. There's too many mistakes. People will say, ah, no, it's this game. Yeah, but. I've, yes, I don't think there's any other player. Well, there, there was a season. I think last season there wasn't a player who made more mistakes than him, leading to goals. And it looks like he wants to continue that record for some reason. I don't know why. Okay, Wanga, that's that's the negative side. But when we're looking at your Odegaard, we're looking at Saka, we're looking at Martinelli coming in. Then obviously the interesting thing is Lacazette leading the line. I would have thought Aubameyang would have stayed and Lacazette would have gone. But now suddenly Lacazette's the captain. Is Lacazette a new player because Aubameyang's gone? Mm. I mean, Matt, uh, you, probably, you can yeah, I wanted to comment on that. I think Lacazette has looked immense, you know, and, and I watched the Arsenal game. Obviously, I was hoping I was hoping I'd get to watch it to enjoy laughing at Wonga. But um, <laughs> I must say, it, as as an England fan, you look at someone like Saka, and it's really heartening to see how confident he is. Because after the after the Euros, and even at the beginning of the Arsenal season, you could see his confidence had taken a knock. 
the way he was playing, there was something missing from his game. And he's really grown back. And the, the, I mean, his finish for that goal was just, it was, it was sublime. You know, the, I mean, Lacazette's setup also just perfect. And you can see that, that understanding between them because he knew he could just pop it behind him and he knew Saka was going to make the run. The finish was confident. A lot of players wouldn't have taken it the way he did. Um, and to yeah. see him walking like that and, and taking players on and making the runs, that's fantastic. It's awesome to see young players like that doing all the things. And Arsenal are reaping the benefit of it. But Lacazette and- definitely stepped up. What an immense player. He's really... And you know what? He's doing it better than Aubameyang ever did. Because when Aubameyang was playing well for Arsenal, he was scoring a lot of goals, but he wasn't doing that, that level of creativity. He wasn't pulling the strings. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that setup for Saka alone, in doing that, Lacazette took two defenders out of the game. The way he was standing, there was the defender who was next to him, and then there was another one watching the gap. And they both were 100% certain he was going to go forward. And as soon as he popped the ball behind him, they were both out of the game completely. And that intelligence yeah. and that willingness to do for the team is huge. And I think Arsenal are going to benefit from that immensely. Exactly. And I mean, mm. Wonga touches on the fact that it's a young squad or the youngest squad. And now you've got a player like that leading the line with the youngsters playing in behind him. I mean, how instrumental is that, Wonga? No, I, I think it was good. Um, and I mean, he got two assists. And, and I've said this in, uh, I mean, Martinelli as well. Um, uh, they're all, they're, they're hungry players, you know. I think Saka maybe not, doesn't do it as often as Martinelli, but Martinelli, every game is running. He's pesting. He looks like he wants a goal. And it, and it showed in Martinelli's first, I think it was first 10 games for Arsenal. I think he scored, it was 10 for 10 until he got injured, I, I remember. Something like that. So it was somewhere there. Um, and it's good to see that he's coming back and he's, and he's getting goals again, you know. And if I looked at, I mean, even the goal that Saka scored as well, he pinches it off the defender cleverly. I think cleverly did poorly, poorly there. Um, wasn't too clever there. He turned, uh, the, he, he gets the ball, looks, <laughs> looks one, looks one direction. Looks <laughs> yeah. one direction. And Saka pinches the ball open. But I mean, it, it's, it's, it was a matter of seconds, you know. Saka sees it, he's hungry, he gets the ball, and that's, all I wanted to see from an Arsenal team, a team that looks like they want to win, you know. Um, and that's why I enjoyed the first, uh, those first three goals. But what does worry me, again, is, is that complacency. We could, have, we could have put that, we could have lost that quick, easy. We gave, literally, we gave Watford the chances to put uh, that game into a draw. That's, that's what worries me. That's what worries me about Arsenal sometimes. You know, um, we, we, don't, we didn't finish that game cleanly. And I think if Ateto's also watching that, I think he's also very frustrated at that fact, is that, you know, now we are we have three one, but we can we can lose it just like this because we we're not focusing or we're taking it easy or for whatever the reason is. Pums oh, saying, because you're playing Shaka, Wonga, Wonga, read, read Pums's comment. You'll like this, but you got to read it out. Remember, when you read, we've also got the podcast. So people need to hear what you're reading, so read it out loud there, Wonga. Uh, Arsenal to finish ahead of Manchester United. Yes, don't forget. There's also <laughs> Ch- hey, we're on Chelsea now. Pums, we're on Chelsea now. Yes, we're on Chelsea now. We're on Chelsea now. That's what matters, Pooms. We're on Chelsea now. Forget I just want to make this comparison, I, I want to see your reaction to this comparison. And maybe, Matt, you can also weigh in here. When I'm looking at this Arsenal squad under Arteta and I'm looking at a sucker, and I've made this comment in the past that a sucker reminds me of a young Sterling. And in the transition state of where Arsenal's at, a young Brennan Rodgers, Liverpool, Arteta. I mean, we do know Arteta, personally speaking, I don't think he's going to be your long-term solution, but he is in this, the right man for this transition phase of Arsenal. But a player like Saka, I mean, how many years realistically does he stay at Arsenal? Realistically, I mean, Liverpool lost. Uh, lost uh, I think yes. It depends. It depends now. Oh, look, Saka's what? He's twenty years old. I would see him there for at least another three years, hundred um, percent. And it also depends on what what 
obviously what what's the management going to do, what players they bring in, because it's definitely going to be wanting to win cups. Um, and if, if teams are showing and he can also put himself into that category, I mean, if I look at, but to be honest with you, I think if Sterling was 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 at at uh, in in his young years at Liverpool, uh, Liverpool uh, yo, he was he, he was more. I mean, if you said who, who would I have now, I would have said uh, uh, Sterling. I mean, he was very, very <laughs> he was very dangerous um, at uh, at uh, at Liverpool. I don't think I don't even think you can compare him and Saka at that time. The only thing is Sterling didn't finish. I think that's what I would say. But in terms of staying, I think he's he's, he's more of a loyal person than Sterling. That's for sure. I think Claudia's gone. He's been hit with. Uh, <laughs> He's been hit with load shedding. Can you hear me, man? Yeah, I think I think he must have been load shed. I think um, we've, we've lost. He it definitely together. is. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting visual, though. It looks like he's fallen into a black hole. Um, but I agree with you. I think um, oh, there you go. He's back. It's uh, sitting in the dark. Um, <laughs> Get all the yeah, load shedding, guys. I agree with you. I think I would. I would probably also choose. I mean, it's always hard to say because we know what Sterling became and it's hard to know what Saka's going to do. I think as to yes, whether or not Saka would stay at Arsenal, I think it probably depends who comes knocking. Um, I think it's yeah. clear that Saka loves what he's doing. He's enjoying his football. He's, 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 he's improving. He's getting game time. It would be silly of him to walk away from that. But we don't know what, who his dream side is. We don't know what his, his long-term ambitions are. If someone like, you know, if, 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 if Barca were to come and, and, and knock on the door... What twenty-year-old player wouldn't want to go play there? Um, maybe not yeah. today, but you know, um, <laughs> I think uh, it, it's 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 the same thing. And I suppose it's it's the the question Spurs have about Kane is how long can we hold on to him if we don't start winning things? Um, Saka's a player who's good enough to win stuff. He deserves to to win stuff. And he, if he if he keeps progressing like this, it will be hard for Arsenal to hold on to him if they're not able to offer him Champions League. If they're not able to offer him serious, but I think if you, if you look at it, Matt. Like you know, if I look back at Arsenal, um, Carlos still there. Okay, he's there. But listen, um, you know, remember when Arsenal had that problem? We're always in top four, and then we're getting our players peeled off us, right? But not not many of the players went out and were successful. The guys that went out, like um, a a a Robin van Persie, top goal scorer in the Premier League, he leaves because he knows. What he's done at Arsenal, it's 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 the best in the league. His job was the best in the league. That's what he did. He put the goals in. So if he's going to Man United, it's a, it's a it's a it's a basically a done deal. And it, and that's what proved he left and he went. Henri also at his prime, based on what he did in the in the Premier League when he left um, Arsenal, and he also goes to a big team um, overseas, goes there, and I mean um, him and Messi, him Messi and Eto end up scoring what I think over I think it was over 120 goals combined together. That's that's that. Kleb, I think, is a superb player. Would you say he was done doing the best thing? Was he the best in the league at what he did at that point in time? No. Leaves. He's not. <laughs> he goes down. Nasri had to go all the way around. He went to Man City, but yeah, also not finding really finding his feet in any team, you know. So I think if you if you're looking at everyone, I think even Alex Song as well. He's even said it. He left for the money. That's fair, you know. Uh, 
Akliji, maybe he's done well when he left. But I'm just looking at all those players, you know, and I'm looking at Saka at this point in time. Yes, he's good, but he's not the best in the Premier League at what he's doing. So for him to leave any time Hang on, hang on. Now, okay, this, is, this is just an Arsenal fan trying to plead his case there for, for Arsenal to, to, you know, not sell the player and for the player not to go. I don't know if Saka's listening no. to the show. I don't know if he's listening to the show longer, but I mean, you know, you can maybe write a proper statement and say, please, you're not ready to leave yet. You still need to grow. No. Grow with us. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, you know, if, if Arsenal looking at this thing properly and even Saka himself, it wouldn't, I'm not even saying like, I'm not even trying to put something for him to, to stay. If he wants to go, he can go. But I just don't think it would be, um, I think it would be senseless. If he was the best in the Premier League at what he did, then I would be worried. But at this point in time, no. I think, I think he's very good at what he does. I think, yes, he will stay. If he does go, I think, yes, we can. We'll have to find someone to replace him. But otherwise, it actually, okay. it, and it wouldn't be a nice, a nice player to replace, to be honest with you. And on that note, Wonga Dinga, talking about the best in the league, it's this time. It's the time. It's the time. Ah, 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 ah. These oh, guys, nice. Matt, you can start with this one. These guys are so pop. Goodness me. I thought they were going to make it interesting. It was... This one didn't make any <laughs> sense to me. It was like there was all this talk before about, because there's obviously been a big hype about how every recently every new United manager loses to City the first time he plays and they haven't been able to win. There's a lot of talk. Ranya could be the one to change this, whatever, whatever. But it was so one-sided. Traffic was so one direction. It wasn't. It wasn't like United. United looked like they didn't have a plan. Like they'd just gone there. Like they thought they had the weekend off, and then he had to phone them Saturday morning, lads. We've got a game, you know. The players staggering out with their hangovers and getting off the plane they were about to board to Ibiza, and then suddenly having to play a football match. And they, they, they it just. They, they they don't seem to have that steel centre anymore. As soon as it gets difficult, there's no no characters on the pitch stepping up and, and, and leading it. And the stats are I mean, you read the stats and it's it was so one sided. It was like a practice game. You know, like that's how you'd expect that's ninety percent position for I think fifteen minutes to yeah. in that second half. It was that's insane. Like you would struggle to pull that off if if you had like a a senior men's side playing against like children, you'd struggle to hold the ball for that long because eventually they'd get in the way of it. <laughs> Just by accident, one of them would end up with <laughs> And these I are mean, get, footballers. If you were playing FIFA against a seven-year-old, you'd struggle to hold on to position that long. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. yeah, no, definitely. Oh, no, no, definitely. So uh, but I think even... Uh, it's, it's a lot of mistakes. Yeah, look... Um, up to his antics, yeah. But look again, you see, like players, players like Shaka and Maguire. I don't understand these managers keep on playing them week in, week out. Like, what do you have? Uh, you, jeez, guys, they, they're killing you. <laughs> I don't know why you keep on playing them, but yeah, it's not my job. Uh, you guys carry on doing what you do. Um, as long as my team gets ahead of you, I'm cool. But jeez, that's madness, Maguire. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. But I, I mean, it's something to be because I've heard before. Sometimes they say you want players to play themselves back into form. That it's a mental Ooh. thing, you know. You, but it, that's I his fault. Like now you're doing more harm than good. You're now you're yeah. now eroding his confidence even more, and it might take <laughs> even longer for him to come back. They should maybe just say he's injured, which is apparently what they did with Ronaldo. <laughs> apparently, the story is he wasn't even injured. They just said he was because he didn't he's, want to play on the bench. His hip flexor. That's what the, apparently. That's what they said. Well, what? But, yeah, apparently his hip flexor. Uh, gents, look, I'm struggling here with my my delta clearly. Um, so. 
please feel free to keep going without me. I'm going to be here managing the comments in the section. So just drive. You've still got to finish this off. And please give it, give it, give it to Celo, guys. Give it to Celo here. And then you're going to finish off on the Spurs game. All right. Okay. <laughs> and also, don't forget to tell people to like and subscribe. You can do it. You heard him, guys. Like <laughs> and subscribe. Even if you don't like, subscribe at least. We'll make you like it later. <laughs> I will Claudio. But, but I yeah, think, this, yeah, this I game... think he... There you go. Well, Sello's not here, so we can't we can't find out if there was a reason for this, if there was some sort of if this is part of a master plan, um, or if if you know, if there's some method to the madness. But it is it's it's a pretty damning stat that um City beat United the first time a new manager plays them every single time. Um and mm-hmm. especially for a manager like Pep who is 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 well known for overthinking certain games. You'd have thought he would have made a mistake at least once, but apparently no. United can't can't get it right. Um, and yeah. what, what was also interesting is that, I mean, they had the goal and, and it was well taken by Sancho and that, but for most of the time, there was no one on the United side who looked like a game changer. There was no one who you think, you yeah. know, often you have, a, you, you have a bad day, but there's like one or two players you think, oh, if they had more of the ball, they might have done something. They did look bright with it. You can't pick out a thing where you think, yeah, United... They were they they weren't great, but there was this player who had a great day and was maybe let down by the side. They they all looked off the pace. They all looked defeated. It was yeah, and I think yeah, like you see, even like looking at like like Shilo, um, like Pumzi saying, you know, uh, Maguire lets the ball goes through. Like he's literally dummy the ball in the box. Um, and it's 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 things like that, you know, that you know, Man United. I you don't. This is not a Man United of old. And what I think, I don't know if Man United fans realize it, but when I realized. Um, you know, when they when they lost to Liverpool, it was a six, whatever, six one, six no, I don't know. Um, there was a lot. Remember the outcry, like, like Solskjaer had to go, heads needed to roll. You know, um, that's that's what they were saying. And then yeah. now they've lost four one to Man City. They rivals, you know, they 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 they, they basically they City rivals, and yeah. you know, they've like there's not even a, there's no roll. It's just it is what it is. I mean, yeah, you heard the the guys on. I mean, after the game speaking, but it's like they've accepted it, you know. And and <laughs> yeah. look, yeah, a... don't get me wrong, I'm not worried about it. But uh, yeah, I would be worried if I was them. <laughs> yeah, well, there's an interesting comment here from Yakamus. Uh, How excited is Matt for the United game? Feels like a great time to play United. Players gave up in the second half, and Spurs looking great form. Ben Tanker looks class. Yeah, look, I think. Dead right. I think it's a great time for us to play United. And to be honest, the the only fear for me as a Spurs fan doesn't come from United. I would be more afraid of Tottenham just doing a Tottenham and and giving it away despite <laughs> being able to win. But um, I agree with you about Bentenko. I think he looks a really solid um, addition in midfield. He's he's a real kind of midfield warrior. And him along with Kulusevski um, in the front three with Son and Kane. I'm sure we're going to get to that game next, but. Yeah, huge, huge, exciting time for Spurs if it when it clicks. Because when it doesn't click, we lose one nil to Middlesbrough in the FA Cup. Um, but when it works, it's uh, if we can put together our best our best hits the way we did yesterday against United, I, I think United would be very worried because um, we could make a we could yeah. make a right mug of Maguire. Yeah, I think yeah, we should we should actually just move on to that game now. Uh, not no use to talking about a team that got. Got a hiding. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, look, I looked at that g- game, Matt. Um, I mean, you can obviously go on and, and tell us, but yo, uh, Spurs were were rampant. Kane, I mean, I looked like he would he, if the ball would come from anywhere, he just hit it. <laughs> Looking the other way, it would go in the back of the goal. That's what he looked like. 
Yeah, yeah. Kane had one of his really good days. He seems to be back finding his, his best form again. Um, and, and there were some really good performances throughout the field. I think we have to caveat that with the fact that um, Everton were absolutely miserable. They were giving us so much space. They were really... Um, True, yeah. They were not at their best. Not they've been in bad form for a while, and and it really showed. And and Spurs took full advantage. They're very clinical. Um, Doherty, I thought, was immense. He's I'm so pleased for him. I think he's really grown into this, the system that that Conte's put forward. His cross for for Kane's second goal, which you said, as you said, it just came from miles away, and he first timed it with his left, put it straight in. But that ball that Doherty put through was was pinpoint, inch perfect. He picked the run, he put the yeah. ball in, and he made great runs and 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 was. Fantastic movement throughout the game. Regulon got that nice goal in the second half as well, which is always nice. And I think overall, there was, from straight out the gates, there was great movement. There was, even before the first goal, there was a, a little run that Son made and Kane put him through. Um, and Son ended yes. up making the wrong choice at the end. But there, there's, there was, this is the, when Spurs, when everything clicks, that's how Spurs look. Um, and I think it's not good enough that we do it against Everton, who are, who are and I think Pums has put it there, um, as well, you know, I think there's serious questions about Everton. They're at real risk of going down now. And I think that the board has got to be thinking, is Lampard the right man for a, for a relegation scrap? Um, and, and I don't know the answer to that. I, I, if I was an Everton fan, I'd be very worried. Um, their new signings are definitely, yeah, Pum's here with his comment, Everton are a sinking ship. Um, and yeah, I think I think they, they are seriously going to struggle. So it's not good enough that Spurs can do this against Everton when Everton are clearly on a downward spiral. Um, if we could do that when it really counts, if we could play that level of quality, that pinpoint. Um, again, Romero and Dyer were, were, were good at the back together. I think when, they, when they're when they on form, they... The thing is that... And, and Dyer's... It's almost like you look at him... A lot of people don't rate him as a defender. And I know he's got weaknesses or whatever, but when he's in that back... That back line for Spurs, we're so much stronger just through him being there. He seems to lift players around him. And you get defenders like that, um, you know, p- players who, and I think that's where, where Maguire is probably losing out. He needs someone around him to be that leader and kind of raise him, but he's expected to be the leader. Um, and I think yeah. <laughs> Lampard to be coaching in the championship, I think that would be unfair on quite a few championship sides. I think they deserve better. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think he's. And, Although he was doing very well in the championship before he got the Chelsea job. You remember he was with yeah. um, Derby at the time. And, and yes. I think maybe he took the step too soon, didn't get to do the, the you know, finish learning his trade well enough. Because I think he's, he showed at Chelsea, he struggles when times are tough, he struggles to figure out how to turn it around. Um, uh, you can uh, again, what he... really impressed me is for once Spurs looked really dangerous playing out from the back with Benteke and Hojbjerg showing good composure. We're used to seeing destroy high lines on the counter, but the build-up was much improved. Dead right. I think Hojbjerg has always been a very strong midfielder for us. He's done a lot of work on, on um, that, that defensive shield. But what Bentanko brings is that that second level of, of will be defensively solid. And also they build up from the back. They, they, they're able to hold the ball and create space to allow the fullbacks to run on. Um, and, and we saw that to devastating effect. Doherty was so I- impactful on the, from the right. And that was because of the space being created for him because the mid, Everton's midfield was having to kind of double up on Bentanko and Hojbjerg. So um, fantastic for us to kind of show what can work when we, when we play really well. The test will come if we can do it against sides who are more organised and more composed than Everton. Um, and, and also if we can start doing that against sides who defend against us. You know, we, we really struggled against Burnley where Chelsea overcame it um, and, and, and that. Um, Sam here saying, as per Kane, Conte has provided him with more bows. Do you agree? Next few matches should be worth watching. Oh, definitely. I think Kane, 
Kane is the kind of player who sees himself playing for these world-class managers. And I think he was very pleased to have Conte coming in. Um, and Conte understands how to get the best out of players like that. And he's definitely figured out that what the Kane and Son thing, as effective as it is, it was it was slightly one-dimensional. It was one of them making a run, the other one finding the pass. And, and by bringing in Kulusevski, by changing the, the role that the fullbacks play, he's enabled Kane to to have more opportunities and and as Wonga said on uh, on last night he was banging him in from all angles he very nearly got a hat trick the own goal was was very would have been his if he if he'd been able to get half a foot forward so um yeah but he could have put a better finish than Keane eh? sure. <laughs> yeah that was pretty solid that gap between the keeper and the post wasn't big and he found it couldn't do that again <laughs> but um, yeah i think i think there's 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 a lot of positives from the spurs game i just I, for me it's the consistency every spurs fan you talk to will tell you spurs are fantastic but it's the the consistency that kills us you know we'll we'll do this and then <laughs> Yeah, you know, go and lose in the cup to Borough. So that's why that's that's the the thing with United. I'm not scared of United. I'm scared of Spurs against United. <laughs> Did you see shame? I, I was, you know, we're talking about Lampard yeah, and after the third goal, it's in. You know, the camera goes and it zooms on him, and the look on his face. Yo, I, I felt so. Uh, yo, that was heartbreaking. You could see like this was. Yeah, sure, maybe you, get, you expect a loss, but. He's getting a yeah. hiding now, and you can see. Yeah, he had know that face that just said, oh, "Not this again." <laughs> yeah. It must be really uh, hard for players like him who used to play at top clubs, and then you know, mm. when he was a player at Chelsea, they very rarely lost to Spurs. So there's this probably yeah. this part of his muscle memory that thinks, I'm "Going to White Hart Lane, three points, and then it's going to be great," and then they keep falling behind. And I think, <laughs> you know, that must be really hard yeah. for him to take. Just like, so this is how people live. They lose to Tottenham. Just, this is what they do. <laughs> yeah, I know you can see. He did not take that in well. Yo, ah, it was sad. Yeah. I can't lie to you. It was really sad to watch. Yeah. Really so sad. we got a question. Who are your favourites for the title? Wonga, what do you reckon? Ah, yo. I'm going to say Man City. Um, yeah, they, 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 that's the way they've been playing. Um mm. And I think after look, Man United also pop, man. He was, but I think yeah, Liverpool do have a have a chance. Um, I think it. I mean, we we said in the in the end, you know, these guys can fall out in these games in in the these these games uh, before they actually meet each other. Uh, but you know, the way these guys are playing, I, I it looks like they're determined not to drop any points until then, because uh, yeah. someone's going to have to drop points when they meet. We, we, we've seen that in the past. We've seen Sid last season when City, you know, we all kind of wrote them off for a little while. They started really badly. But once they got to that top spot, they don't look back. They just, they put their head down no. and, and, and run it. So I think that's a fair shot. I don't, I don't think Liverpool are done. I don't think Liverpool are, are finished being part of the, the discussion. And I think even Chelsea will yeah. see themselves as, be, as playing a role there. Um, but I think if you were, if, if I was a betting man, if I was Pums, I'd be putting money down on City at the moment. But Pums, who are you putting money on? That's an interesting one. And definitely Arsenal finished top four, guys. Are we there? So the strong use of the word might definitely, well, Wonga. Um, might as well just sit there. No? <laughs> just put it out there. <laughs> definitely top four. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. Okay. Guys, thank you so much. It's been a wonderful evening. Um, it's really good to be back. I've really missed you all. So it's been great to talk about football. And if Spurs can, can keep going like this... Yeah, Sam, will Wonga, Wonga uh, uh, Arsenal finish in top four? Wonga's de- decided. He said it's a definite. Absolutely. He's it's a definite. We're there. <laughs> We're there. We're there, Sam. Uh, Man, United are dropping, Man United are dropping points. We Arsenal, yes, Arsenal are dropping points, but Man United, West Ham are 100% 
dropping points as well. There's no, there's no ways you can tell Man United go on a on a five game winning streak. No ways. What, what, what you talking? But there's not only two so, teams in it, Wonga. Wolves. Ah, what's Wolves? What's Wolves gonna do? Wolves have to win another what? And another what about two? West Ham. Come and on, Spurs. West Ham. And West Ham. Yeah. West Ham can't even put in a goal from the penalty box. No ways. We'll see. Nope, we'll guys. See. Arsenal, Arsenal's one. Arsenal's the. Oh yeah, I forgot Tottenham. Uh, maybe Tottenham is our best competitor. Um, but again, like Matt said, <laughs> you don't know what you can get them from them. Also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so nice. so that's why I think it'll be tight. Yeah, I think. Look, we could do we could do ourselves a favor by Tottenham beating United. So let's see. I think next week's going to be a big test. Um, guys, remember yeah. to like, subscribe. Please do join the Discord channel, um, share it with your friends, um, get the links tattooed on your body, we don't mind, and, and go for it. Tell all, and get involved. Let's keep the conversation going. Uh, Wonga, final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, my final thoughts again, guys. Top four, Arsenal. Top four. Hey, even, even Mike just sneaking at number three there, if Charles are not careful, but top four. Oh, yeah. now, we're, now we're getting... I mean, now you, 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 you're, you're too close to the sun, Icarus. Your, your wings are going to melt. <laughs> let's, let's not get carried away. Steady on. <laughs> what are your final thoughts there, Matt? Yeah, look, I think it's, 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 it's always fun when Spurs win. I really hope we can turn it into a consistent run. I'd really love to see more of Benton Kerr and, and Kulisevsky doing the things. Um, I really hope that... I was I was really pleased with Doherty, and I think across the board we're starting to see Spurs lifting their game, and I really do hope it continues uh, consistently because that's what we're missing. We're missing the consistency. So, um, yeah, let's have a good day. Let's let's have a good week. Come on, Spurs. Good evening, everyone. Okay, guys. So, if you don't know what, if you don't know what to be, be, be cool. cool. <laughs> Top four Arsenal. Check you guys.